0: Good morning, Kate.
1: Good morning, Peter. How are you?
0: Good. So today's podcast is about Design Reimagined, and it's particularly about reconnecting with the members of the association, the Building Design Queenslanders, as it's now called, and looking at uh, our past involvement with the, with the association, and looking at how, since that time, lots of water's gone under the bridge for us and also for the industry and how our now um, unique sponsorship as a platinum sponsor of the, of the BDEQ, uh, we can actually start to provide some information to members so they can perhaps look at how their businesses are running. So the first thing is what we probably need to do is that um, building from your initial experience of of being directly involved in providing design outcomes is that how have you seen since when you were actually active um, some years ago, doing lots and lots of designs and working actively also in the association, as I think is a Yes,
1: yeah. I was um, nearly 20 years ago, the uh, Brisbane North delegate for the BDAQ, Brisbane North mm. Branch, long time ago, but um, always, um, it, particularly in my first employment, um, encouraged to be involved within the association. So it's great to, to be involved Yet again, in a different capacity, um, but um, yeah, it's it's seen a change from that time to where we are now, and professionalism within the building design industry is at its highest, mm. and it's really great to see.
0: Yeah, I, I remember when uh, we did the road trip, um, and that um, was sorry, probably about ten years ago, um, and it was with Russell Brandon, and um, you know, it was really good to get an insight that you know. I, Bit, uh, myself coming from design as well uh, to actually listen to what's out there and what the challenges are and uh, one of the um, things is that I think that the change that's happened in the industry since and they were, you know, they were drafties in those days
1: oh yeah definitely and that's coming off the back of why the, um, the, association, the association had been developed was that changing that mindset from you are not a drafter, you are a designer and really you know changing the public's perception of the role of Mm. a designer and it is um, very important when coming to designing your your dream home or renovation or anything like that. Mm.
0: Yeah because um, we'd also had uh, a few, we invited (laughs) a few of the members into a roadshow that we did as well I think that was in 2000, when was it? 2013, 2013. 13, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we also had a survey of, a um, little mini survey, where we invited um, homeowners coming to the roadshow, what was their perception of the role of a designer, and it was really quite shocking really, that we were putting so much passion as designers into what we did, and then we looked upon at that particular stage as, as draftees, and also someone had just basically put, put their... Put their ideas down on paper, <laughs> and it's far from that. And so, how have you seen, um, you know, because you obviously still have lots of friendships and and contacts with with um, our prior associates. Um, how have you seen the developmental changes from a designer's point of view, is from from being a draughty to become a professional um, person?
1: Well, I think that um, for one thing, the the ability to be able to be to be seen as somebody who can provide solutions, design solutions, rather than just mirroring an idea or a concept or putting on a piece of paper and handing it over to the builder, being given the opportunity to have that design outlet as well. Um, of course, you know, legislation, we all know gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and then there are responsibilities for the designers um, of, you know, over the years that have mm. become more and more um, but you know that all comes with with being seen as that professional um, professionalism within the industry and being aligned with other design professions mm. um, we may not use the word um, mm. but um, yeah it's it's been a great change it's it's mm. really really good to see
0: yep and the key word you use was professional yeah and and with that we are seeing <laughs> a lot more compliance and and prior learning, or learning requirements of increasing that learning base. And that's what I think what we're about, is that it's not just basically getting those basic qualifications and complying with what legislation says, is that our role is going to be about how we're seeing the industry change, because it's not just doing the same thing with a different result, it's recognition that way back when we actually got face to face with fellow me- with members and was that they right back then there was the acknowledgement that we really needed a, a mechanism to be able to have some surety that the design that we were putting a lot of effort into on behalf of the client was actually going to get built and and that is that's always been the key part is that that the recognition hasn't been in the past from from homeowners the importance of the role that you, as members, play, and that is that every line that you create has a delivery and cost consideration. So where we are right at the moment is about, and our purpose of this first podcast is to start to introduce to to members in an exclusive format because we've always had that relationship. We've been passionate about what our Queensland Association has delivered, oh, and so yes. that's why we've chosen to become a platinum member here. Is that we we truly believe in that like-minded people, you know, you become a members of an association to actually improve the livery model.
1: That's exactly right.
0: And so the processes that we're going to be in today is purely just an introduction to actually start setting up the platform where we can we can talk about certain sub uh, um, subject matters which are really affecting the industry and it's changed so much over the ten years that we're talking about. And, and that is um, specific roles. So the first thing we need to probably identify is that maybe a lot of designers aren't facing that day in day at is the state state of the
1: industry. That's exactly right because designers are particularly involved more at the early stages of the design so when we start talking about um, you know the industry's problems a lot of the time it is during the construction and the the lead up and the the contract end of the projects so that the design side is the fun side and so just to be able to explain why why the industry is struggling a little bit,
0: mm. to yeah. be able
1: to repre- represent what yeah. what's happening at the construction end of the project. Yeah,
0: and and I think that we talk about you know a lot of the, a lot of the industry uh, participants or stakeholders. Whether you're a a builder, whether you're a designer, whether you're a trader supplier, you generally work in isolation. You yes. don't really understand what. First of all, what part did you play in the industry and what the other people are having to deal with? So, with design, as we know, that is that you, you're basically in the design, the game gets passed on. And then, unless you recommend a builder uh, to actually do the work, is that you don't really get a lot of feedback in no. most cases.
1: No. Yeah, oftentimes, too, you know, the, the plans get to a certain point and then the owners are saying oh I better you know start getting quotes for my project and Peter you're right you know Mm. unless the designer doesn't work closely with builders the owner is then left to source a builder or three builders as you know most often are suggested to do um the builder doesn't know the story of the project or Mm. how did we get to this part of this they're just looking Mm. at a set of plans and going um all right well I'll get back to you in Six weeks, and we'll get something mm. to you, and it's a bit disjointed. Mm.
0: That's it's a disjointed getting back to you in a couple of weeks, is is basically one of the contributing parts. While the industry is really in bad shape, mostly it's about the pair. Peri- uh, the and, and this is where we will give you further information. Is that I think it's important that if you're going to participate in your industry and provide services, it's important to see the whole picture. Mm. And the whole picture, unfortunately, is not that good. And in fact, uh, it's been described by the perfect storm um, upon us, and it really is. And I think we are going to face probably another uh, storm or shower, whatever it may be, and that's with the recession coming on. So I think we need to actually start a um, future proof in the business and a lot of builders are, and trades and suppliers and customers to a certain extent are looking at how can they future-proof or how can they actually get back into the you know, get get a, a good result out of the industry and part of that we were talking about early in the previous broadcast which we encourage members to look at because it gives some of the history is the fact that there's very little trust back in the industry and that's because that there's no transparency side of it and when you look at the industry the important part is is that the the flow of it, and so we're talking about security payment as being one of the major parts that I think that members should get their heads around to understand the reason why it's important for, for you maybe to look at how you do business. And that is about the security of payment side of it and how a, a simple switch, which we're promoting and working with, and we have done a lot of work with government and including even the ATO, God bless their socks, um, or not. Um, <laughs> Is, is about the oh. mechanisms that there is an alternative. And there's a lot of people now looking at that alternative. And so we're talking about security payment on one side of it. But During
1: construction. Yeah,
0: doing the construction. Mm. But it's the story up to getting that contract signed and the important role of a designer, the way a designer works. So when we look at uh, one of the issues is that they the security payment or getting that price right is one of the first parts and getting that price which was exactly what designers or draftees back in those days identified we've got to get the price right when you look at the actual mechanism this is this is how important it is for a designer to now look at how can they play a significant role and it's the structures that you guys put in place and that is when you look at the normal method, unless you're maybe a DNC design and construct, or you've got a builder that comes in and he's the one that brings the client and is going to do the pricing, it doesn't really matter whether it's a designer, a client comes to you as a as for a project, wants set a set of plans done with an expectation then passing it on to a builder, or a builder brings a client to you. And it's about this particular fact, Is that when you look at the price assembly on a job, if you're looking and we'll use $1 million because it's easy to understand that if it's a $1 million contract, the normal profit margin the builder has is 20%. So he can actually lock that in at any time. He can say, I'm going to take 20% of the price of the contract amount and that's going to be 20%. But there's 80% of other prices on a $1 million contract, $800,000 worth of work, forgetting the fact of the risk of security payment is that it's been identified as the major risk to the industry is that 800000 is going through their account. It's also the fact that that 800000 or that 80% is not secured until after the contract signed.
1: That's right. That's right. So the builder and the owners are all kind of going into a signed contract still with those unknowns and those trades and suppliers prices, particularly in this current climate, where getting formal quotes from trades and suppliers can be difficult. So to not have that transparency or that security of knowing what the actual final cost outcome will be, it's best to kind of get ahead of that. In the during their design stages rather than design, tender, build. You know, if you can join all of those processes together mm. and it actually makes it very seamless.
0: Yeah, and the important part is that we've got to try and avoid the fact that trades and suppliers, even if the builder brings the contract or the client to you and does estimates but they're not estimates they are guesstimates mm. because that 80% of the cost does not get achieved until after a contract signed. Now that's quite frightening because the trades and suppliers don't have the time and won't quote because of such a low success rate and the Build Exact numbers that are coming out we see Build Exact in the marketplace and they're certainly doing a good job. At, at, servicing existing ways of doing business, but we are different, we change up the way. Is that the staggering fee from their numbers is that only fifteen percent of contracts or, or quotes get actually built. That is why trades and suppliers aren't, if you're just tendering, aren't going to be bothered not just from a time point of view, of actually putting a price in place. So the trick is so it's guesstimates, 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 and then get a final price, and then try and argue about whether it's right or wrong after a contract signed. Huge, huge um, issues in that area going okay. So, you know, imagine you—you're not going to go as a as a, a designer and go and buy a car, and then and then the guy says to you, "Sign here," and I think it's going to cost you whatever. You're not going to do that. No. So why? would you expect a customer to do it and that is fundamentally where a designer is going to be able to play an important part in what we call construction reimagined is that they're going to be able to get in and and just briefly what are the sort of tools that we are going to be able to to offer designers now through our education platform and engagement
1: well the tools that c2c pro have to or have to offer is you know they qualify the project and not just after you've drawn the lines you know we have a tool that can you can be used while sitting with an initial consultation with your client and you'll be able to use that tool to be able to qualify does it meet their budget or does it meet their expectations and then coming from that you know there's further tools that help us des- um, support the design process so you've got your initial design you know kind of sketch done and as you're building up on the project and you're adding the layers of architecture and you're building up to get to that desired outcome for that um, for that building you've also got these tools that you work in alignment mm. to make sure that you're sitting at that expected budget so, because there's a lot of times that you get an initial sketch and you go, oh, yeah, that's great. And then, or you might, and a lot of designers these days and have done in the past have engaged quantity surveyors or using their existing, their, their builders to, um, you know, can you have a look over this sketch? You know, their budget's about this. Do you think we could do it for that? But then the design just gets bigger and bigger and there's more layers added to it. Mm-hmm. And there's cost blowouts to that. And understanding the cost implications as you're doing those designs, will you know give, make you one you know one foot ahead of the the rest because there's no use doing these beautiful designs when we know from our experience that a lot of designs don't get built yeah. because they go through that um, that process. Owners get so excited; they're loving the you know seeing the home of their dreams. But I'll tell you, in the back of their mind, they're always going but I wonder what it's going to cost. Yeah. And when can I see a builder to yeah. find out what it's yeah. going to cost.
0: And, and But the sad part about it is the facts are, regardless of whether the builder brought the client to the table or to the designer in the first place, it still is guesstimates. Yes. And in this particular market, with the complexity of design, availability of materials, all those sorts of side is that it's terribly, terribly hard to actually make sure that the money and time you spend on behalf of your client is actually going to get built. Because 15% of only being built is a fact, and it's something that needs to be improved. And designers play an important part, because we know that in a lot of the cases, the first person that gets uh, is gets blamed is the designer. Why don't? Why didn't you know the cost of this?
1: That's right. And, and then, then you're coming hmm. back to to the designer and expecting a change. But how is a designer supposed to run a business by making the changes to get to the budget because you said that it was going to cost this, you know, it's, you know, who's footing the bill for that? and it's you know it's a process that you're rewinding everything to go back and this is why. you're going
0: through the same cycle again.
1: Again and again and again (laughs) and nothing's changing. Yeah and that's
0: it because you're still doing the same thing expecting a different result and that's crazy side so we we address that very clearly because part of the the program and there will be more in-depth discussions and, and information provided to members about these fundamental tools that have taken a lot of time to get right and they are working, we're getting amazing um, response from, uh, from the marketplace about how important that tool is to do that early qualification because it's pointless at everyone committing and going down the line because you, you, because there's no transparency exactly what needs to be done. Everyone's guessing yep. and, and that's a nightmare and it doesn't have a good result the key is similar to if you're going to go and buy a car or grocery or whatever you want to know what the price is and what i'm going to get i want to see it and we are the only industry that can't deliver that because Mm. of the structure of many many people required so through our unique part that that kate was mentioning is that we do have a robust and very uh, informative and exciting for customers to use so you get that initial engagement the key of all good business is early qualification and get nailed down that price and know that you've got a high, high expectation or a high, high chance of that being actually delivered. And so we're seeing now that 80%, if you start off with that early qualification, 80% of projects are being built.
1: Because they're informed right from the, yeah. the beginning And stages.
0: that's the important role as you, as professionals, as designers, can now take on these particular processes which is going to enhance your service offering and also rather than actually sending it out to an estimator, who's only going to be using guessments anyway because they don't have the direct access of being able to get nailed down a price directly up against a trades and supplier. You're also going to be able to value and do that yourself, so that's going to be potentially more income. So not only are you going to do early qualification, keep them on track, including shopping lists. You know some of the stories that we hear is about you know you design a kitchen of a certain value and what happens?
1: Goes over budget, or a fridge might not fit in a in a space yeah. because yeah. owners have gone ahead and oh, oh well I want that. One of our tools um, gives them information on the prime cost items or the the basins and tapware and and all those items to go in their project at a very early stage so they can start making those selections Mm. and then if they see a bespoke piece that they must have as a designer, you're informed. You can then make sure that the spaces that Mm. it's to be placed in Mm. will work with that Mm. item rather than cabinet makers coming next week during construction and this is mm. not going to fit. So it's just getting mm. ahead of it and making sure that that design that you and your customer are working with becomes completely seamless. Mm.
0: And and the other part is that you're, you were mentioning about actually seeing, being able to see what what you can actually get for your money from fixes and fittings and get that incorporated design. It's the great part is that through the shopping this program, which is online, you get the customer engaged rather than annoying you or saying where is my design. Get them actually proactive in making sure budget driven, and I stress budget driven because that's what we hear, my God, you know, they we expected the kitchen, you know, we've designed a kitchen to be, we think around 50000 and they've spent three times that and who gets the blame? We the designers and all the other fixes and fittings. So you can actually control, give them something to do, get them into real space knowing what they're going to get with their budget and have that make sure that you're not going to be, ch- you're not going to have your design blowing out the budget. But on or the, the customer other hand, doing it.
1: Yeah. the shopping list can be delivered to their interior designer. Good point. So if you've got an interior designer in house or point. your customer has chosen to use an interior designer. Mm. they now. Have the tools of the budgets allowed for these items that the interior designer is going to be selecting. So you can see, you see, oftentimes, you know, oh, the designer's showing me this and it's lovely, but it's well out of the budget. So yeah. if all parties are all on the same page and knowing what that budget mm. is, you know, it makes things a lot easier. And, and,
0: and, and the value add to your design business as a professional is that you're also engaging in those final selections and knowing that they can be delivered within the budget, yes, that's a huge advantage to you and it's something that you can actually value add to your fee structure and try any architect to try and do that, Grand Designs will tell you no, it won't happen. <laughs> so it's these tools that we're going to be able to give give you and we're going to part of our, our uh, information uh, and part of seminars, webinars and engagement from designers, is the importance of this is that we know that the builders moving to construction management is providing immense relief to their business model, relief from the family structure and all the issues that are really grinding down onto the whole industry. It's the trades and suppliers who are now getting security of payment and more importantly it's the customers who are now seeking that trust through the transparency they're getting. There is one important part that needs to be put in, and that is the designer. The design. Yeah,
1: and it you know the starts the process is with mm. the designer. There's always that dance Do I do: choose a builder first, or do I choose a designer first? But if you know, it, it, if it goes either which way, using the tools that C2C Pro has, it makes sure the project starts off right. Correct. Right, and yep. to yep. its very completion. Yep.
0: And the great part about it, whilst we are seeing direct activity, that we are seeing builders saying the old way is not working for us it's it's really killing us almost literally in some cases which yeah. is tragic and then you've got the trades and suppliers who don't want to actually offer builders accounts because they're not working and they don't have any contact we have a lot of um, suppliers particularly who would love to get involved in the design phase early so when you are actually looking at so, uh, so we've got um, particularly builders now, construction managers and designers who want a particular outcome. Now they're going to seek a designer who actually can provide that link. And that's the important part. There are going to be lots and lots of designers, sorry, lots of designers who are going to be able to think of the way and be in an exclusive club who choose to actually realize that there's got to be a better way and I can value add to my service and participate in a better outcome for the most important person, the customer. There are builders also out there that you will probably be working with who also may consider that I know I need to have a better way. I need to be able to cut down on the time of quoting and not having any security of what lies ahead. All that's solved by you being a designer participating in that process. Some will, some won't, but the point is that there are people out there that are going to be seeking designers who provide those services. Because the if you look at your process, just think about how you're doing your business at the moment. Who are the consultants that if you get a job and the customer says it goes to head, who are the consultants that you put into the pool as a designer?
1: Well, you have your, your town planners, you may have a hydraulic engineer, you've got your structural engineer, civil engineers, um, certifiers. You know, exactly. there's a lot
0: of people involved. And where's 80%? And you might have a builder in there with a rough cost. Yeah. But where's 80% of the cost? Totally disappeared. Not anywhere to be seen. So this is one of the mechanisms that we fight is that you can passively and do it. And the stress is that it's not hard. It's no extra burden to you.
1: No.
0: It's not a burden, oh, we've got to do all this extra work. No, you don't. What you're doing is allowing other people to do the work to actually collaborate because you can't say that we're going to get an engineer in, we're going to do extra work, we've got to do the engineering. No, you're just basically collaborating the instructional engineer into the project. You're going to be doing the same thing where you've got construction managers who want to provide their bespoke services for you to work with you, to value add to the business. That does not mean you're going to be actually doing construction management services, no. not at all.
1: No, no, no. Not at all. And,
0: and and it's a simple, simple process that we're going to actually um start to give that information invite those people who want to actually not only be part of the association provide exclusive services and be proud of the offering and help the industry moving forward yeah mm. and
1: i think that you know you can contact us directly mm. and yeah. more than happy to talk a little bit more in detail, mm. one-on-one, um, or keep your ear out for, for podcasts mm. and and webinars that we'll be having mm. Um, mm. later in the year, oh, mm. in the beginning of next year. Mm. So, um, yeah.
0: yeah. So, you know, we've taken on uh, the, the Platinum sponsorship for a specific reason, because we know that the importance of professional services by designers in a professional association such as uh, BDQ is the way forward. And that's why we're investing in you, uh, because the industry is also wanting to invest in you as well and have an important, have you as forming an important role of the change that's needed. So that's what's ahead of us and we look forward to providing more information. But if you've got jobs in there or you, if the penny's already dropped and a lot of you already know this, I mean, we're, we're not really preaching, you know, new information. A lot of you already know this has to happen. All we're doing now is sort of trying to make that job a little bit easier for you, and then empowering you so that you guys can get recommended. Because we need to be able to say this is our, this is our basically a directory of all these great designers across the state that actually can provide the value add services that you're seeking. Mm. Yep. So, all the best, and we'll talk soon. Hey.
1: Excellent. Thank you. Mm.
0: Thanks.